Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Martin Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and InitialBashImpact.com. I'm here to help you improve your English as a second or first language. Perhaps you want to sound more confident, be more powerful in your presentations, or maybe you're just trying to impress in an interview to get an online job or overseas job and you're not cutting it. You are stumbling over your words, you're sounding kind of unsure of yourself, and all in all, your message is muddled. If that sounds like you, I want to help you. And this podcast will help you do that, especially if you're a German speaker of English as a second language. I had an overwhelming response to you from Germany for my original podcast, talking about some of the introductions about what is causing you some tricky issues when you're speaking. Now, I wanted to go into a little more detail here. And particularly, I'm going to be talking about some of the things related more to intonation and stresses of words for German speakers. So let's get straight into this. Um, German speakers of English, you're tending to put too much stress on words that should be pronounced as weak, okay? So things such as planning, buy, and flowers should be stressed, okay? They are really there, like planning, buy, flowers, okay? They are stressed, okay? But you are often still continuing to do that, even with sort of more softer and um, how would you put it, less impactful words, okay? So that can often give people who are listening to you or clients or meeting or, you know, even in interviews, sadly, um, the impression that you are almost like interrogating over everything and that you are really pushing and demanding in your language. And I know that isn't what you mean to sound like. That is not the intention at all. But of course, it does come across that way in English. So it's really important But like, for example, when you're listening to this podcast, try to listen how I use stress in my words. So sometimes I will emphasize like there, but other times I'll just let words go like that. Just let words go. Okay, like flowing water. So if you said, um, when are you planning to buy me some flowers? Okay, you can hear the stress is definitely in planning. Okay, right. So we wouldn't say, um, when are you planning to buy me some flowers? Okay, you, you kind of like shouting every single word. So in English, we very much have a variety of tone. We go up, we go down, and we use it to modulate how we're sounding. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the pitch. Um, so in German, um, really, you know, it's there's a lot of rising patterns, which is one way that we, we refer to in intonation. I'm going to go into that in more detail in a minute, so bear with me nice idiom just give me a few more minutes so german speakers tend to use a lot of rising patterns and in english this implies a question like um, how are you doing okay um do you think it's a nice day today okay you can hear i go up this is the rising pattern we're talking about that inflection up we often also use it to signal uncertainty like i'm not too sure i think that's a good idea okay you you hear i went up Now, this often happens, as I've said in another podcast, if you're doing interviews and you're very nervous and you might say, um, they might ask you a question about your expertise or something. And you might say, well, I think I'm a good team leader. Okay, and then you've gone up again there. So you sound like you're questioning your own statement, which is ridiculous, right? It sounds as though you're highly unconfident about your abilities. And that is not what you want to sound like in a job interview. So if you're doing that and you're struggling with that, get yourself a 3.30 minute session with me and I can help you practice and beat this. Okay, because you really don't want to be sounding like that in any interviews at all, like you're questioning your own statement. Um, when we look at it, English by contrast um, uses a lot of high falling intonations. Okay, 
Um, so we might say, well, it's rather interesting. He said they had a wonderful time. Okay, you can hear. Okay, or if I want to emphasize it, I say, well, he said they had a wonderful time. So I went up and then I went down. If I want to emphasize something is very interesting, I might say, well, it's really rather interesting. Okay, but you can hear what I did there. Really, the stress was on really rather interesting, and then it dropped away. Okay, so this is something that I think is very important for German speakers to be aware of. It's essential that you listen to the tone. Okay, so it's not just the pronunciation issues; it's now more also the sounds and the tone that you're making. And um, let's get a little bit more um, into that in depth. So, what do we mean by uh, modulations and intonations? Um, I'm not sure if any of you have really covered this a lot or not. Um, but it is an essential part. The pattern of rising and falling in your voice is called the intonation, okay? And it helps you to say what you mean and mean what you say. So, you know, you say, hi, how are you doing? Okay, how are you doing? Okay, it goes up, right? It is a question and it's to signal that, okay? Now, if I didn't say that with as much enthusiasm, okay, I might go, hi, how are you doing, right? Okay, that changes it. It's more monotone, it's more mumbling. It might mean that I'm disinterested, I'm really not bothered, or I'm irritated, right? So I'm going to use what we call a falling pitch. So it's a good example there of what intonation is all about. Really, if you can improve your intonation, you are going to improve your overall conversational skills, no doubt about it whatsoever. Um, let's go into a little detail. Phonetics, okay, this is what we're talking about here. It's all about the sounds and pronunciations of those sounds. If you're not a German speaker, by the way, hang around for this podcast because you can still get a wealth of experience from this part now that I'm on to about intonation. It applies to you all. Um, so phonetics, they are kind of the, the pattern, the melody. Um, intonation is primarily a matter of varying the pitch level of the voice, the tone. And in languages such as English, stress and rhythm are also greatly evolved. So the intonation it gives a sense of expressive meaning, surprise, doubtfulness, shock, horror, anger, disgust, whatever. And um, many languages, including English, um, it serves also as a grammatical function to help you distinguish one type of phrase from another. So if we say, um, you know, it's gone, okay, it's gone, okay, it's an assertion when spoken with a drop in pitch at the end but a question when spoken with a rise. So let me do it again. So if I say it's gone, okay, it's an assertion. It's gone. It's vanished. I don't know. The dog, where's the dog? I don't know. It's gone, right? Okay, it's down. When I said it's gone, okay, so in reply, you might go, it's gone, right? So I've gone up. So it's turned it into a question, right? So it really is important that you know how to do this and when to do this, okay? When is it appropriate to make those right sounds? And this is a bigger challenge for you if you're moving into advanced English, because it's one thing just to learn words, phrases, and vocabs, and, and you know, set pieces. Quite another, when you want to communicate at a higher level, you've got to know how to use intonation, your modulation, your pitch, okay? And as we say, it's very much like musical notes, okay? We've got low pitch, middle pitch, and high pitch, okay? Um, and if you listen to my voice, how they rise and fall over a group of words that I'm speaking here, okay? Um, if you close your eyes, it helps you tune in to just use your ears rather than anything else. If you're watching somebody on YouTube, close your eyes. You can close them even now, even with a podcast, and you will hear better what's going on because you're reducing the amount of sensory input that's coming into your brain from your eyes 
ignore your surroundings right now and just trying to listen to my voice and concentrate on where I am stressing. Like I said, my voice, okay? I really stress that word. So this is the difference. This is going to take your conversation skills to a whole new level, okay? No matter what nationality you are, what language you speak. So even if you have very basic English, you can work hard on your intonation, your pitch and your modulation, and you will still improve how you sound overall, even with really limited vocab. That is the good news, okay? Um, now, without intonation, our voice is a very flat monotone. It's very disinteresting, isn't it, to an audience? Have you ever gone to a presentation and they've spoken like this? And today we're going to discuss statistics followed by marketing strategy, creative use of media. Right, you get the point, okay? <laughs> it's not engaging, it kind of puts you to sleep, and oh my goodness, we've all been in meetings or presentations or watch webinars like that and thought, let me out of here. Right, okay. Now, you as the listener, okay, want to be engaged, and you know, even as someone who's speaking, you also want to be engaging. You do not want people to switch off to your message, particularly if you're in sales, marketing, customer service, if you have to negotiate anything, if you're a business entrepreneur trying to pitch your product, you have to have some kind of excitement or passion behind what you are delivering as your message, okay, to keep people engaged. If there is little desire to listen or get passionate about your speaking message, then how on earth are you going to convince anybody to buy your products, hire you in an interview? You have to sound different, okay? Now, it also enables you to see and connect to the speaker's feelings and their attitudes, right? You can tell. Are they happy? Are they depressed? Are they angry? Are they sad, okay? Is something exciting happening for them? And um, Are they confident in what they say? Part of the problem when I do um, interview coaching is that you are sounding so nervous that you sound as though you're not confident about what you can do. And sadly, interviewers don't think, oh, they're just nervous about the interview right now and they really want this job. They think, no, no, they're either lying, they can't do this job, there's something not right with this person. This is working against you. So you really do need to focus on your intonation, people. I can't stress that enough. If you want to go advanced, this is where you need to be. And you have to do it with somebody who can coach you, like myself or anybody else who can do this real time. It's not something you can do on your own. I really don't think it is. Um, I've, hired, I've tried to help many students to give you deliverables where you can go away and try and practice intonation on your own. But you do need to come into a session with somebody who's an expert in these things, in presentation English, okay, to help you practice. It's like, um, in a way, it's a bit like an acting class, okay, right? Um, it's just impossible to do this on your own. It really, really is. You can do the very best that you can try on your own, of course. I'm not saying you can't attempt to do this on your own, but if you want feedback and to know what works, what doesn't, and if you're getting it right, you do need that feedback, all right? If you can't really afford a session with somebody, obviously I do uh, the first 30 minutes free of charge for now, although that is going to go soon. So if you want to take advantage of that, do grab it while it's still there, okay? It's not gonna be around forever. Uh, the links are all down below. but Honestly and truly, you could try to record yourself and watch yourself back and then compare yourself to somebody you've been trying to copy. So perhaps get a YouTube video, watch a little piece of it, then try and copy exactly how they sounded and record yourself, watch yourself back and compare it to the original. That might be helpful for you. Um, but really, you do need that feedback from a, a, a proper expert okay, who's, who's done this a lot. Okay? So really, it's important. Intonation enables you to send the right signals and messages without intonation. And the listener does not know that even a question is being asked, right? Okay. Um, 
it means that some people miss okay miss what you're saying equally if you don't um hear intonation because in some languages like japanese um chinese korean um these are all what we call quite monosyllabic kind of languages they're very monotone and flat right now when that happens when that happens you're not used to using inflection to ask a question so equally when you're listening to people you're missing questions being asked because we signal in English a question by going up, as we've just said. So this frequently happens when I first meet new students and they miss the questions being asked because they don't realize the questions being asked because their listening skills are not tuned in. So you really need to practice your listening skills and listen out in um, YouTube videos or anything else or your meetings and, and try to work out, was that a question or was that a statement? If it's a statement, it stays flat or goes down. If it's a question, it goes up, doesn't it? Okay, you got it, right, okay. So really, you kind of would sit there waiting in silence thinking the speaker has more to say, and that is just awful, right? Because you're sat there in silence, not realizing the interviewer has asked you a question, <laughs> all right? If they haven't said a statement, they have asked you a question, all right? So it's an awful moment, and we don't want you to have any of that. So intonation is critical in speaking English, all right? It's a skill you definitely need to acquire. And um, let's just talk very briefly about the patterns of intonation. Um, there's falling intonation and rising. So as we said earlier, falling is something that causes your voice to fall to a low pitch um, at the end of a thought group of statements, okay? Um, it's just to tell people it's a fact, right? The dog is gone, right? It's a fact, right? Well, you believe you know, you're right in what you have to say. No, I disagree. Sorry, I can't do that. Very flat, okay? So falling intonation tells the listener and also that you've finished signaling, uh, sorry, a signal, sorry, that you have finished speaking. So it signals that that's the time now for the listener to respond with words or possible actions or suggestions, right? Okay, so you've got to be aware of this. Um, also, sometimes the speaker might give some directions to do something. Um, and in this case, their final words will drop naturally. It's calling a falling intonation. So Mark, can you get me the report by next week, please? Okay, right, goes down. Um, in your native language, you don't necessarily think about intonation. I know um, it comes naturally for most speakers, to be honest. But when you are picking up English as a second language and you want to get fluent and advanced, you need to practice your intonation when speaking. As I've just said to you, you know, casual conversations, conversations on television, the radio, and try to recognize the patterns, like I said earlier. Ask yourself, you know, what are they feeling? Are they happy? Are they sad? Why are they speaking that way? What are their thoughts um are they disinterested lethargic that's a nice word lethargic means tired or rather exhausted okay no energy um are, are they asking a question or giving a command are they ending their thoughts and then try to mimic okay um not just what's being said but how it's being said and you know really give it a good go rising intonation slightly different obviously it rises at the end it is used to signal if you're unsure if something is correct or truthful and um, they might be asking you a question or there is a lack of finality right it's a pause and then the speaker is thinking of something to add to what they're saying so using rising intonation allows you to as a listener understand there's more to be said um, it doesn't signal the end of a thought pattern or statement um, just as you were kind of you know listening out for the falling intonation now is the time to listen to rising intonation so again do the same thing but check obviously what's going on can you try to mimic it and also look at situations where a person's voice would naturally rise using intonation? 
Um, try to think about a time when you were really excited or, you know, super happy about something. Um, do you remember what you said and how you said it? And um, also then try to think of a time when you were surprised or shocked or angry. Think about the pitch in your voice. If it's hard to remember this, um, just try to practice a simple situation. All right. So imagine you won, I don't know, $10 million or something. Right. What would be your reaction? All right. OK. So try to act that out. And, you know, these things that you say, oh, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Well, all my worries are over, whatever it is. Okay, these are all rising intonation. OK, um, so you've got to look at how you were sounding, as I said. And really, the listener is going to pick up so much about you. OK, so if if you are not using intonation in the right way, you're going to send the wrong signals. This is dangerous for anybody. All right. Um, and you want to ensure you're signaling in the right way and sounding like you want to be there, particularly in interviews or if you're trying to set up new business with a brand new client. Practicing intonation, here are my top tips, all right? Okay, so I'm going to give you a few tips. The first one, as I said, is definitely view short film clips, okay? And really, you can try to copy it. Also, um, what I would like you to do is, yeah, try to practice something. Maybe imagine that you're a tour guide or something, right? And um, try to do it in two different ways. Try and do it in a tour guide who really wants to welcome you to the country that you live in. So if you're from Germany, you know, be a tour guide in Germany, right? Give me a guided tour of Germany out loud and record yourself, right? Okay. And do it, you know, in a way that you think you sound welcoming and happy and engaging, all right? And now, redo it but with a very kind of disinterested like yeah welcome to germany um i'm delighted to welcome you to my country right okay you want to do the opposite and this is important okay really important for you to have a good play with the other thing is try one syllable word variations all right so take a, a one syllable word like yeah sure hi okay and now see how many different ways you can say it with the different scenarios of like shock, surprised, angry, whatever. So yes, would be like annoyed or irritated, right? Okay. Um, if you're excited, yes. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? Try and do it just with one syllable words. Okay. And then try to practice it with all those different emotions attached and get them right. Okay. Also try to put new vocabs and grammars into sentences that match the feelings and attitudes. Okay. Um, so, for example, use feelings of anger, amazement, etc., and repeat the sentences out loud. So you can practice your new vocabs, which is good, all right? And um, so you're practicing, you're getting like double benefit here, and you're adding the intonation too, all right, to your new sentences that you've learned. Also, try reading short poems. Um, poems are really helpful because they do have rhythms and patterns to them. So try to recite them. And then listen back to intonation, you know, record yourself and make sure that you are matching the thought groups there, the senses to the intonation in your voice. It's a good practice because poetry is often using a lot of emotional um, sort of word pictures and it's a helpful thing for you to do. Also, you can look at like you know, news channels and predict, you know, really what the intent of what's being shown and said is. OK, so that's another way to do it. And of course, you know, discuss, right? Meet other people. And you can join my group session if that is more affordable for you. And um, you're going to be working with other nationalities. It's only a small group. It's about three groups, of, uh, three students at a time. 
Um, and it's 10 weeks in length, and we really do have some fun, fun moments in those 60 minute sessions uh, via Zoom or Telegram each week. So you can get all of this information from eslbusinessinthechexbooks.com. Okay, you can also join my academy, it's less than the price of a cup of coffee a week. Um, and basically, you're going to find yourself with a wealth of information and resources that you can access 24 7 on there. Also, sign up to my newsletter because you're going to get other tips and techniques in there. And of course, please, 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 if this has been helpful to you, consider buying me a cup of coffee, all right? Okay, because it helps me keep these podcasts free on here. And um, very soon, I'm going to be moving across to premium podcasting. So that will mean that the amount of um, podcasts on here will reduce down. And then you'll be able to hear the premium podcast over on a separate platform. So do listen out for all that. And clearly, if you sign up to my newsletter, you're going to get alerted to that. And you'll know where and how to find it when that happens. But in the meantime, stay safe, be happy. And remember, you get what you believe in. So believe in better for yourself and keep practicing. I'll see you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.